Welcome to the Article Marketing CD Series. This is the fifth CD in the series. This is Sean Mize, and of course the website is www.secretsofinternetsuccess.com. Although the bulk of this CD is should be dedicated to advanced material, article rewriting, article spinning, outsourcing, article writing, outsourcing, article submission, the things that really help you become efficient, I am going to continue talking about some other ideas here for a few minutes. The first question that I'll introduce here is is that of, you know, why does article marketing traffic convert so much better into sales and subscribers than do other sources of traffic. I believe that one of the biggest reasons why article marketing traffic converts so much better than most other sources of traffic is that someone who comes to my website at reading one of my articles is in many ways pre-screened and pre-qualified. When they get to my website after having read one of my articles, they already like me, they already have an idea of what I stand for, they already know that, uh, hopefully they know that I am an expert in this particular area, they've read my bio, they've certainly uh, read the article, and hopefully they've gained something from the article that they are going to be able to take into the real world, from the article into the real world, and apply it in their own niche. And so by the time they get to my website, they already believe in me. They already believe that I can give them real answers. This is in stark contrast to just about every other sort of traffic except possibly referral traffic. Uh, and even referral traffic, although someone may be referred to your website, they still don't know anything about you. They don't know that you can meet their needs. They simply know that you know someone they know. And the nice thing about article marketing traffic is people have read the article. They like your style. If they didn't like your style, they would click away. Now, maybe they didn't like your style and they still chose to click in, but it was because they have an overwhelming desire and need for the information that that you offer so that's that's just kind of a brief overview about why article marketing traffic converts so much better obviously right hand in hand is this idea of credibility you know with thousands of articles out there with my name on it I simply have more credibility than someone with 10 articles all other things being equal. Now, obviously, if someone else some award and somebody else had more education than I, then you know maybe that would change the credibility factor. But if we're just looking at the uh, exposure online, if I have more exposure than someone else, then I am going to be given, in people's minds, a higher level of credibility. And obviously, if I have a higher level of credibility, Others are going to trust me more, and therefore the, the idea is that they are going to purchase from me uh, in the long run. And of course, this is something that I've got to keep going throughout the entire sales funnel. So if I bring someone into uh, my sales funnel, they read an article, they click into my website, and they become a subscriber, then the next thing that they do perhaps is buy a $100 ebook from me. And after they purchase that ebook, they have to be satisfied with that ebook. They have to like that ebook so that they'll go to the next level. And of course, the next level would be to perhaps buy a $500 CD series for me. And the next level might be to come uh, to one of my weekend uh, workshops or boot camps and spend five or ten thousand uh, dollars with me learning how to to run or to operate uh, their business or perhaps they're interested in in spending time with me on a one-on-one -on -one basis so perhaps we do some one-on-one -on -one coaching whether it's over the phone or it's in person we do it you know at, at their business or we do it at my business or whatever the case is but in order to move people through that sales funnel 
I have to continue to deliver that same value that I delivered in the article. So in the article, I deliver value. In the free giveaway, I deliver value. In the $97 ebook, I deliver value. In the $500 CD series, I deliver value. In the boot camp, I deliver value. In the one-on-one coaching, I deliver value. And if I miss the boat on any one of those things, then I destroy my credibility, at least for that individual. So it is definitely important that all the way through that sales funnel, you continue to to have that same quality that you do at the very beginning with that with with that article and certainly that same tone of voice you're bringing people in with that friendly tone of voice so you've got to continue to teach them all the way through that sales funnel with that tone of voice okay great I am ready to go on to the advanced material and again it covering article rewriting and sub submitting and outsourcing and spinning and all of those things the very first thing I want to talk about this idea of uh, using articles to create your own ebook. Now, there's actually two ways that you can approach this particular topic of using articles to create an ebook that you are able to sell or, or use as a giveaway. There really are two ways that you can incorporate articles and ebooks. The first way would be to take articles that you are already written and combine them in a way that would help you create the background or a backbone of your ebook and then fill in the blanks, the areas that perhaps aren't covered in your articles, and use that to create your own ebook. The second way to do it would be to write an ebook in such a way that it really becomes complementary to break it into articles and then submit those articles. So let's talk about the first way first. And I think that this first way is is uh, really very applicable if you're looking to create a giveaway. So for example, if you've written some articles on your topic, you can go and take those articles, combine four or five or six of them together and uh, label them something uh, relevant so for example th six things you really must know about your niche topic and convert that to a pdf and and uh, now you've got a free giveaway ebook the second way it, it, now you could in fact do this for a larger ebook i think it would probably be more difficult but for example if you're going to write a full length ebook and, and let's just call this an introductory ebook 50 or 60 pages you might be able to if you've written extensively come up with 20 or 25 articles that kind of support your topic and arrange those articles in such a way that they they move through some logical progression in your material then go back into that set of articles and kind of determine what you've missed in the course of writing these articles, especially if you're to have a complete progression, and fill in the blanks. Write uh, chapters or articles or sections of that ebook to kind of fill in those blanks and then convert that to a PDF. And I will talk about that just in a moment, how to convert your uh, ebook to a uh, PDF and, and how to how to format the ebook so it looks good. The 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 third thing that you can do, or really the second thing that you can do, would be to write the ebook in such a way that that you end up creating articles. Now, the easiest way to do this, let's just assume you want to have an ebook that has, let's say it wants to have a hundred topics or a hundred pages, and let's say each page is approximately the length of one article, something along those lines. What I would do 
is I would take my niche topic and come up with 10 ideas or subtopics under that topic. Okay, so for example, if it's bird watching, you know, I could have my niche idea is bird watching, and then each of my uh, 10 ideas could be uh, how to get started with bird watching, the definition of bird watching, what kind of foods to use for bird watching. Uh, what type of photography to use if you're going to do bird watching, and on and on. So I'd have 10 topics like this. Then what I would do is go into each one of these topics and break it down into 10 core ideas. So for example, if I'm thinking about uh, feeding birds, so bird feeding and bird watching, you know, I might have, I'd have these 10 sections of this topic, and the first section might be the ideal foods, how to place the foods, how, how far away to watch them eat, and etc. So you'd have these 10 ideas. Well, if you come up with 10 ideas for each one of your subtopics, you have 100 ideas. So you write out all of these topics and subtopics, and uh, then you simply begin to write two or three, preferably three, and then maybe up to, say, 400 words for each one of these topics. Now, keep in mind that if 400 words doesn't explain it, if 300 words doesn't explain it, then this might be a little bit longer of an article. Keep in mind you're writing an ebook, then you're going to take portions of it and publish it as articles. Then what I will do often is I will take some of those topics and submit those to the article directories. Now, you can either use them just directly for traffic, run it to your Squeeze page the way that I do, or what you can do is what I have done. Uh, I believe I've done this. I believe that I still have some articles online that actually follow this principle. But basically, I, I'll, I'll submit that particular uh, page or that particular article. And then in the bio, I'll actually indicate this is an excerpt from this particular book. And then a, a, a click to that sales page. It's not in any way like a primary strategy. But, and, and I would probably advise against it now. I haven't taken the time to go back and get rid of some of those older links when I did do things the way I do now. I generally run all of my traffic to squeeze pages. But, you know, if you want to do that, hey, I'm promoting that ebook, then here's a link to that sales page. But I, I really like to capture the name and email. And, of course, we do that by using those uh, opt in pages. So those are the three ways that you can kind of incorporate articles and ebooks. Now, let's assume that you have written your ebook, or at least the core of it, the content of it, using either one of these methods. How do you get that ebook to the point where you can uh, publish that ebook? The first thing that I do is kind of create a title page. And so it's just the first page, and in some kind of a bold, heavy size, you know, I'll maybe go 46 or 48 or something like that, and uh, type out the title of this ebook. Underneath that, I'll usually have a subtitle or subtopic, and that may be, you know, the size will be 24 point or something like that, the size of the font. Uh, and then I'll have my name underneath that. Underneath that, I will have some information, you know, with my copyright information, and it's copyright by me, and that, you know, you something very standard, you know, you can't copy this without my, my uh, permission, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then in a lot of my books, I will also include uh, let, a limit of liability, and I do this for really legal purposes. You know, there's always some person out there that you know they buy your material, and especially really in our internet marketing, what I do, and you know, it's probably not such a big deal. But if you're dog training, or you know, you've, you're giving somebody medical advice, you really need to have a limit of liability because there's. It seems like there's always somebody out there that will read what 
you have and they don't use any common sense when they apply whatever it is and it doesn't work quite, quite right and they get hurt. You know, and of course that would happen with medical advice or maybe dog training. They tell you to do something specific with the dog and then the dog bites you and then, you know, they sue you because you taught them how to do the dog training, even though it's something that everybody uses. So I always put in, almost always put in a limit of liability. It just basically says, hey, you know, this information is accurate to the best of my knowledge and... Uh, you know, your advice to use your own good judgment when you are, when you're using this information. And so you can take any, you can look at any of my ebooks and kind of see how I've got the first two or four pages set up. The next thing that I do is create a table of contents. Now, the way that I create a table of contents is I will use, uh, in Microsoft Word, there's a feature where you can create a different style for each of the fonts. And so I will create like a heading one, heading two, heading three. And then what I do is I make sure that each chapter heading, each section heading is a different, you know, all of the chapter headings might be heading one, all of the sub-chapter headings might be heading two, and then all of the you know, little section titles or whatever, whatever that next one is down, would be heading three. Now this allows me, and I'm going to literally walk you through it on my own Word, Microsoft Word program here, and uh, if you're using Word, you'll be able to use this. So to make this happen, I will go in and I will go to the uh, tab across in, uh, up at the very top where the toolbar is that says Insert. So I'll do Insert, and then I'll go to Reference, and click Reference, and then on Reference, click Index and Tables. And then at Index and Table, I'll click on Table of Contents. And then you may need to do some formatting if you've done this right and it's set up automatically. Really, your heading one, two, three should be fine. Hit OK. And this will create a table of contents for you from those headings. And the first couple times you do it, it may not be perfect. You've got all the headings have to be right. And so when you do it, it doesn't look right. Go in whatever doesn't look right. You have to make adjustments to it. And then you can continue to, to, uh, to fix that, to, to re-update that table of contents, what you can do is go to field where that con table of contents is, right-click on that field and you'll have an option for updating it. There's a couple of different options. One of the options will be to just update the page numbers and the other option would be to update the entire thing. And again, that depends on what you've done. If you only thing you've done is change some page numbers around, you can change any content or added any, any uh, new titles or sections, then you can probably just change the page numbers. If you're not sure, or if it's kind of your final edit, then my recommendation would be that you use the one that just completely updates the entire thing, because now you know that you have an article contents, or table of contents, that, that is accurate at, at the very, very end. So that's how I create that table of contents. I will also go in and create a header and a footer, and I'll just go ahead and give you the information for Microsoft Word. Go to View then go to header and footer and then you will get a header box at the top I normally type in the, the name of the uh, ebook and then put a page number there and you can insert the page numbers and then at the bottom I'll do a footer I'll usually put some copyright information and then I will also put um, my website normally at the bottom again you can look at one of my books and you'll be able to see exactly um, how how I have uh, how I've personally done it now, to convert the ebook to a PDF, there are a number of free PDF creators out there. However, I prefer to use Adobe. 
And the reason that I prefer to use Adobe is that uh, it's it's r relatively inexpensive. It's, uh, currently, it's $10 per month from Adobe. Of course, you can buy the software for three or $400, but I like using the $10 a month service. Obviously, over the course of a few years, I spend exactly the same amount of money, but I don't have to upgrade my software every time Adobe updates uh, upgrades theirs. Uh, I don't have to put the software on my computer. I'm not using up space. I'm not using up resources. Whenever I convert it, I'm using their resources, and it, it's an unlimited uh, conversions. So I, that's what I like to personally do. There are uh, some free ones out there. Uh, I believe one of them is PDF. 995. Uh, if you just look up free PDF in Google or Yahoo, you'll come up with some of them. Now, when the reason that I don't use them is is when I was first beginning to convert uh, documents to PDF, I went and looked at a few of them, and boy, it seemed like to me that they all wanted to put some kind of an advertising on my. PDF. They wanted to have a link that advertised them or that, you know, down at the bottom. And I just believe that does not look as professional. And then, of course, you can get rid of it, but they charge you a fee to get rid of it. So, you know, I just really felt, boy, if I'm going to spend a fee, I don't want to spend it on a gimmick. And I think that a free product that has a gimmick associated with it isn't necessarily, well, certainly it's a free product. But I just don't want to spend my money there. I'd rather spend it with Adobe, which is very upfront. They do give you, I think it's five trial conversions. They're not full conversions. For example, if you have live links in the ebook, they won't show up live on the free conversions. So, but if you do want to try it out and see if you like it, then you can sign up for a free account. Um, I'm going to see if I can't just walk you through this. So if you'll just go www.actually, Actually, it's not. Uh, WW, so it's just HTTP uh, colon forward slash forward slash, and then just create uh, PDF dot Adobe dot com, and so that's create PDF dot Adobe dot com, and then there's a link there for you to uh, to sign up or to purchase. And so once you've signed up or you've purchased, then you will be able to log on with your email address and then uh, some password. And so as I'm giving you this right now, I'm actually logging on. And so I can give you the exact uh, title. The first page that I come to, now this could change over time, but I come to something that says convert a file. And then when I click on that, I get a new box that says select a file. There's like a browse button, kind of like when you upload for an email. And so I'm going to just go ahead and upload something. So if I upload a uh, an outline here, something in Word, I'll upload something in Word, then I'll hit the button continue. And then once I've hit the button continue, I'm going to come up with something that says conversion settings. Let me go through this step by step. It's a little tedious. You may have to listen to it a couple of times. You're going to have a drop down box that says optimization settings. I put mine on ebook. I've never tried anything else. I've also got PDF compatibility. I'm currently on Acrobat 4.0. I'm not going to change it. There's a 5.0 instead of a 4.0. Then that's I would imagine that that is a higher volume and a, you know it's a, it's a better conversion. Um, I don't like to change things once I have something that works. There's another box 
the checkbox that says enable tagged PDF generation. And I check that box. What that does is it if you do create a live link in Word then or whatever else you use that is compatible with this Adobe, then that link will be uh, live and then it will go to a new window and, and, and they'll be able to click it. It'll be a live uh, clickable link. And I guess they call that tagging or tagged. You can also have the option of converting some number of pages. So if you've got a 100-page document and you only want to convert pages 25 through 50, you can put that in there. Normally, I just upload, you know, I just create a file with everything I'm going to do. You can also have uh, password security. Um, I don't like using password security because if you sell, the, the advantage to using password security is if you sell something, and or you give something to somebody nobody else can open it unless they know the password the flip side of that is if you put password security on it and you sell it and somebody loses the password then they can't get into it you know without getting in touch with you and I get enough email anyway so but really you can use that security if you need to and then you've got several choices for delivery method uh, no email download from conversion history excuse me wait for PDF conversion in the browser uh, email me a link to my new PDF. That's what I do. Email me my new PDF as an attachment, and that's that's another good option. And uh, but I normally will uh, have that emailed to me, and then I'll hit create PDF, and then I'm just going to create it right here with this one, so we'll be able to see exactly what that next screen is. I'm going to get another screen that says your request has been sent. And then in a few minutes, I will be able to click on the conversion history, or I'll get an email in my mailbox, my email, and I can. Uh, you're going to see a list of documents available for download. Now, I'm going through it very quickly here because I have some documents I actually converted. Looks like two days ago, so I can use these as, as examples and go through uh, this process. But in your case, it normally takes normally takes five to ten minutes. Sometimes it takes as long an hour as an hour to have it converted. If I click, if I left click, and of course this is probably really dependent on on the computer you're using. If you're on a Mac instead of a PC, it may be different. But if I, if I click um, on this download, then it'll actually download it for me and I can read it and then I can save it somewhere. If I right click, I get some options, uh, save target as, uh, copy, shortcut, etc. I normally save the save it, save target as, and I put it uh, in in the file that I want it to be in. So that is the complete process for converting something in Adobe to the uh, to the PDF form from Microsoft Word. Now that we've covered converting these ebooks, creating these ebooks, let me just spend a moment on this. Ebooks are the backbone, or were at one time really, the backbone of my entire uh, sales funnel. And of course, I'm in that transition period as I move to uh, the cities and the, the live events and that type of thing. But really, when I got started, and probably when you get started, the ebooks are the backbone of what you're doing. And, and, uh, at one time, I, I had, oh, 12 or 14 different ebooks that I was selling along with three or four memberships. And, you know, that that really created a, a time income. I recommend that you do the same thing, that you create a product line. And the very nice thing about combining these ebooks with article writing is that you're able to create articles with your time while simultaneously creating an ebook to sell. 
It may take you a month to write your first ebook, but if you're able to gain traffic in the meantime and develop a list of, say, a thousand people that first month before that ebook comes out, now you've got some people to purchase that ebook. Whereas if you were to just spend your time working on the ebook and not doing any article marketing, you wouldn't have any traffic right off the bat. And so that's why I really like my system of combining article writing with the ebooks. And you can either write the articles first and then write the ebook around them. You can write the ebook and break parts of it up into articles and, and or probably any combination thereof. But really, I, I could. I challenge you to spend a couple hours a day working on an ebook. Once you have your first one out there and uh, you, you sell that ebook, it'll just simply be amazing to you. Um, it'll it'll just be amazing to you what you'll be able to do with that. I, I think that so many people make you know a hundred bucks or two hundred bucks with an affiliate program, and they're not excited and. And they never create their own product. And, and what they don't know is that the same list that may be created $200 a month in affiliate income could create 1000 or $2,000 a month per ebook that you're out there selling. So I really challenge you to create those. Although this isn't on the topic of article marketing, I do get the question from time to time, you know, how do you create your sales pages? And obviously, uh, the process of creating sales pages, I am learning to do some of my own copywriting. There's a number of good courses out there that can teach you. But really, one thing that's big with copywriting is it is not something that comes to you overnight. It's not something you can learn it in a course, but you're going to have to do a lot of work to make that happen. And really, if you're not testing your sales letters, then you don't even know what works. So no, you, you can spend $1,500 or $2,500 on a copywriting course. But if you don't have any subscribers to send that sales page to and test it and see if it works, then you are learning how to do something that it's a, it's a skill you'll, you'll, you're not even really using. You know, it'd be kind of like if you learned how to rebuild engines, but you don't like to get dirty, so you're not going to ever rebuild an engine. You'd be better off spending your time learning how to do something that you're really going to do, and that's the same thing with copywriting. When you're first getting started, there's a few different programs that you can use to... Uh, to create sales letters, and the, they, they're basically template-based sales letter programs, and you can kind of fill in the blanks. I will say this, that none of them are quite as easy. Actually, one of them is. Uh, I'm going to recommend several to you. One of them is, and I'll tell you which one that is in just a moment, but these they're not always as easy as the sales letter might make it sound. However, once you actually get in there and do it and you understand it, it creates a nice sales letter. It's worth the fact that it takes three hours to do instead of the 15 minutes the sales letter might um, might indicate. So there's a few of them. The first one would be Yannick Silver's sales letter creator, and I don't even remember what the name of it is, but just go online and Google Yannick Silver, Y-A-N-I-K, and then Silver, uh, plus the sales page maker or sales page creator. And then the same thing for Marlon Sanders, his. Um, and then the one that I have used a good bit is by Brett McFall, M-C-F-A-L-L, -L, and it's called Burpee, B-U-R-P-I-E-S. That one right there is really simple, really easy. You could create a sales page in it in about 15 minutes if you know what your book's about. You're going to have to create bullet points, so it may take you and personally two hours to create your bullet points. But he leads you through it step by step. When you're done, you just hit a button or two and you get your HTML code and you can upload it. Uh, you do have to add your PayPal button or your merchant account button, but but that's probably the easiest one I've seen to use, and it, it, it converts well. I've seen pages convert at 3 to 
to targeted audiences with Brett McFall's product, uh, Burpees, B-U-R-P-I-E-S. So enough on sales letters. Let's move on to my next point, and this is how to write articles fast. There's a number of factors that play into writing articles fast. Number one, if you can type at 50 words or 100 words per minute, you are going to be able to write articles faster than someone who types at 10 words per minute. When I first started writing articles, I was right. I could type it between 20 and 25 words per minute, which, if you know anything about typing, is really dreadfully slow. I'd make a lot of mistakes, etc., etc. But within, I would say, six to eight months of article writing, I was typing in excess of 50 words per minute. So what did this mean? It meant that I was able to physically type twice as fast or two and a half times as fast. It also meant that I was able to much more easily go with the flow that was in my mind. So if you're writing it, 25 words per minute, but you think at 300 words per minute, you're going to have a very hard time getting that information across. But if you type at 50 or 100 words per minute, you're able to do that much better and keep that natural flow coming from your mind uh, right into the, 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 uh, the, uh, the, the, the article or the, the word product or whatever it is that you're, that you're creating. So we talked earlier about this idea of writing your topics first so I would almost always write all my topics first and then what I do is I go in and I write that introductory paragraph first and then I go through the points and I will actually that first paragraph is normally about three sentences long. The first one almost sums the title, and it really explains what I'm going to do. And then I will use define whatever I'm talking about, especially if I'm writing about article marketing. I'll give a full definition. And then after that, I will explain what I'm going to kind of teach about. I'm going to give you seven steps that allow you to do whatever it is, blah, blah, blah. So then what I'll do, instead of writing out the number one and then coming up with a point, I will actually write out all the numbers, one through seven, for example. And then I will go in and create, you know, three lines each or so for each one of those points, so steps or ways or, or something progressive or whatever the case is. And normally, if you use the formula I just gave you, you'll come up with 250 to 300 words every single time. If I hit a roadblock in my head, I hit a creative roadblock where I'm trying to write, I'm writing, and it's just not flowing, and I've written the introductory, and I've written the first two bullet points, and I can't get the others, I just skip to another article because it's all there right on one document. So I will write, you know, 10 or 15 or 20 articles all on one Word document. So I just jump to the next article, and then when... I'm finished with all of the articles. I'll go back and finish up the ones that were short. And a lot of times my creative juices are flowing on that one particular topic. So this allows me to be much more efficient. And I also don't filter a lot in my mind. You know, just like I'm, I'm recording this CD series right here, and with the exception of, I believe it was the last CD, I, I read maybe 100 words from something else that I've already written because it was very concise and gave you the information. But I'm giving you this information from knowledge that I have and use every single day on the web that I've used to create full-time income online. And uh, when I am writing my articles, I literally am writing the articles with the same level of information I'm giving you in this, this, this CD series. I'm not tempering it. I'm not looking in the thesaurus every 10 minutes to find a better word. I use whatever word comes to my mind. And if it's not the right word, well, it's not the right word. Keep one thing in mind. For the most part, your articles are being written for one purpose, and that is to generate leads to your website. Of course, they also help you create credibility. They help you develop an expert status online. 
they help you communicate with your your uh, your subscribers. But the, the the core thing that your articles are be are are being used to do is to generate traffic, and you don't need perfect articles to make that happen. And if you're able to allow your articles to become just a little less perfect, you may find that you are able to write articles much faster. With article rewriting, you really have the opportunity to leverage your time when you are creating articles. Now, there are two sources of articles that you can use for rewriting. The first source would be your own articles, obviously. You can't do any rewriting of your own articles until you write some initially. The second source of article rewriting uh, content would be that of uh, PLR or private label rights articles. These articles are articles that other people have written and rather than claim exclusive copyright to those articles they make them available to people like yourself or myself who might purchase those articles for the the uh, purchase those articles for the purpose of rewriting them and submitting them then as your own articles. So their private label rights simply means that you have the right to make changes to it and then put your own name on the content. So those are the two places that you would go for uh, article rewriting uh, content. I, I will say this about private label rights articles. I, I see a lot of them um, uh, out there and of course at uh, I I have a private label rights article membership where uh, people can purchase uh, some of the rights to some of my articles and there can be used for rewriting. I think one of the myths about private label rights articles is that uh, people think that you know, you can buy these articles and then just use them as is, and they think, oh, that's such a great deal because I am getting these articles for a low price. Well, the reason you're getting them for a low price is because they're not just yours. You're being, they're, you're sharing them with a hundred individuals or a thousand individuals. And so, you know, you can't, although your rights allow you to upload that particular article, it's really silly for you to do that. If you upload the same article that a hundred people or a thousand other people upload, then you're obviously not going to gain much from that. So really, if you're purchasing PLR product, you should be rewriting it and rewriting it significantly, just significantly rewriting it. Now, there's a few different ways that you can rewrite content, whether you're rewriting your own content or you're rewriting uh, PLR content. Now, let's jump back to rewriting your own content and kind of look at why. If you, for example, write 100 articles, and then you can take one of those articles and rewrite them into five additional articles, then now you have 600 articles. And although rewriting does take time, it does not take the time that's involved in writing the first article, especially if you have a creativity issue and it's difficult for you to write an article. You know, for me, I write an article about as fast as I type because the words just come to my mind. But if in your case it may take you half an hour, an hour to write an article, then rewriting article might take you 20 minutes. So you're able to generate three times as many articles in the same amount of time. 
Now there's a couple of different ways that you can rewrite articles and you can kind of mix and match these different techniques I'm going to give you right now or use all of them and then at the very end I'm going to kind of give you a, almost a secret formula to rewrite articles much more quickly. There's a little bit more risk in rewriting an article like this because you're not rewriting it as completely as some of these techniques I'm going to give you first, but it does work faster. So I'm going to try to give you all of these ideas. The first thing that you want to do when you rewrite an article, let's just imagine that it's a 300 word article and let's just imagine for the sake of argument that this is set up as three paragraphs. The very first thing that you're going to do is change the title on the article. The second thing that you're going to do is create three subheadings for this article. So kind of give each of the three paragraphs, for example, a new, a new subtitle or a new title. If there's not one, then give it a fresh, an original title or subtitle. Now, if you're working with something that has bulleted points, so for example, seven bulleted points, I would change the name of those bulleted points. So for example, if it's supposed to be a list of seven tips, for something, then change that to seven steps or even eight or nine steps if you can come up with a few additional ones or pair it back to five or six steps, ways or methods for, for doing something. Then go into this article and I'm going to make the assumption you're using a word processor similar to Microsoft Word. Go into your word processor function and go into, and I'll actually pull it up on here, what I can do in my Microsoft Word is I can hit edit and then I can use a, a, a uh, I'll use the replace function so click replace in Microsoft Word and I get a screen that says find what and let's just say that my article is about bluebird bird watching I would look up I would find the word bluebird and then I might replace it with red bird uh, or yellow bird or some other type of bird a canary or a, a woodpecker or whatever kind of bird that you want so I'm gonna go in I'm gonna find that word and then I'm going to replace that word. And so uh, I'm going to do this with two or three or four of the top words in the article. So if the top keyword is found in there 10 times, then you're replacing that keyword 10 times with a different keyword, a similar keyword. If you're having trouble finding words to do this with or finding a swap out word, use, your, use a thesaurus or use the synonym function in your word processing uh, tool such as Microsoft Word synonym function and so come up with three or four different words that can be replaced uh, with something that is a similar word so that's the very first thing that you do now once you've done this you'll do it with four three or four different words and let's just say that you change at least 10 percent of the content randomly throughout the article by replacing these my guess is, and this is a guess, but my guess is you'll escape most of the duplicate content filters. Now some of you may ask, well, you know, I thought you had to be 40% or 50% different or whatever the case is. Now keep in mind that if you just go into the very first sentence and change that complete sentence, then you might get 10% difference, but then you're probably going to get picked up for duplicate content because most of the article is the same. Uh, one of the ways that the search engines determine if there's duplicate content is they look at phrases and see if you know a certain phrase shows up in your uh, in your article, same as the old article. Well, the thing is, with a computer, you know, I can have the phrase. Uh, let's just say my phrase is how to do bluebird bird watching and get the most number of photographs. 
Now I could change that sentence to how to do red bird blue wa blue bird watching or red bird bird watching and get the most number of uh, photographs. The only word I've changed in there is red bird, and yet the the software the search engine software is probably going to show that as being a different sentence because something is the word is different in there. Now obviously the more words that you change the better off you're going to be. So that's step one. Now I wouldn't that's actually step two. The first step is to change the uh, the title and, and add some subtitles. The second step is to go in and do some find and replacing. The third thing that you're going to do is going to be to continue to improve this article. Now you want to kind of skim through the article and look at places where you can change the sentence structure around. So for example if a sentence uh, has a comma in it somewhere sometimes with just a little bit of, of grammar manipulation you can take the second half of the sentence and put it in the first and, and use different punctuation. So look at how you can move things around. Can you change the sentence that's first to the last of the paragraph or can you move it inside? Can you break phrases up? Now this only takes a few minutes once you learn how to do it once you get comfortable with it. Now this may take you a hundred articles of rewriting to get where you're comfortable with it. Now you are probably have enough of a duplicate article that you will be able to use this submit this article to easingarticle.com. They have some of the strictest requirements for article rewriting and, and original articles. And so your article actually has to be an original article. Now, legally, if you change that private label rights article significantly, and then you can claim copyright on that particular article. So easing articles does not want to be able to take one of your rewritten articles or your articles and find that it is uh, very similar to uh, somebody else's article. And what I would recommend doing is just do one of these articles, rewrite it according to everything that I have just given you, submit this one article, and see that it gets approved. If it does, then you can probably assume that this level of rewriting is good enough that you've created a basically original article. Now, if you find that it becomes rejected, then you can go in and make additional changes. And this will give you kind of a level of rewriting that's necessary to get your articles submitted to Ezine Articles, Go Articles, Search Warp, uh, Easy Articles, uh, Articles Base, some of the other uh, strong article directories. I do not recommend rewriting 50 articles and then submitting them all at the same time because your account will get shut down. If, if, they, if they find that the first article is, is uh, rewritten trash and then they find that the second and third ones are also, they're just going to shut the, artic the, con the, uh, the uh, article account, article directory account down and ask you to uh, fix the problem. So rather than take all of that time, do this one step at a time. Submit one article, get it approved. If that is approved, write, rewrite five more articles. Get those articles approved. If those articles are approved, then write ten more articles and get those ten articles approved before you can, you know, you go to where you're rewriting fifty at a time or a hundred articles at a time. Now, perhaps you were thinking, wow, this sounds like a lot of work rewriting these articles. And keep in mind that article writing in the first place is a lot of work. That's why 
I recommend that after you've written the first one to two to three hundred articles that you consider outsourcing some of your article writing. However, this is hard work and, uh, and I think that there's still a value to you to writing at least some of your personal articles over time and, and certainly the first one to three hundred articles. Keep in mind that because article marketing is such hard work to do well, and it's something that really cannot be automated. There are, there are, there is software out there that that claims to automate the article marketing process and the article writing process. But really, when you read what I have read, the bulk of the articles that I have read that have been created by non-human means, they're, they're really not that good of articles and they're, they're not something that's probably going to pull you a lot of traffic because remember a human has to read the article and like it to, to click through because of this it's I want to say it's the only source of traffic it's probably not the only source of traffic but it's it boy it's a very unique source of traffic article marketing is that is almost impossible to automate and because of that it is one area of traffic that should not ever until perhaps we get computers that can simulate writing with some with intelligence and personally I think that's a long way off but assuming that that, that does not occur then article marketing is something that is really only reserved for people who are hard workers and one thing that I have noticed about internet marketing is that most people are are really pretty lazy and really I think of elf as being a relatively lazy person. I don't like to do any more work than I absolutely have to to get the work done. Of course, I am willing to work for 40 hours per week, and whether that's writing 100 pages of content or it's writing 100 articles or it's writing, maybe that's stretching it for a week, but if it's writing 50 articles a week or writing 50 pages of content for an ebook, or if it's recording six to 10 hours of, of a CD audio series or whatever it is that I do with my time. I, I'm definitely spending time uh, working. And those of you who are in article marketing and you're writing more than a few articles a week, you're doing the same. But what you want to realize is that most people, in, in my experience, that get into internet marketing are not willing to work hard. And because of that, they avoid article marketing because article marketing is hard work. And so if you've got this one traffic source where most people are avoiding it because it's hard work, then it, it never really gets fully exploited and it doesn't uh, get overrun, kind of like with pay-per-click. You know, when pay-per-click started out, you could get traffic for 10 cents a click. Well, now, really, in my experience, to get good traffic, you really need to be closer to a dollar click. Well, that makes all the difference in the world on whether or not you can become profitable. You can probably become profitable at 10 cents a click with a pay-per-click, but a dollar a click, you know, really, you've got to have a nice conversion rate, and you've got to have a lot of things in line to make that happen. And same thing, classified ads and, and uh, many of the other sorts of, of traffic. They just they just get overused. They become faddish, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas with article marketing, that doesn't and, and, and really uh, should not happen. So back to this idea of article rewriting. Yes, it is, it is hard work. But there is some software out there that can help you do article uh, do your article rewriting. Basically, what you're able to do is is um, upload uh, your articles or collection of your articles into this software, and then it can kind of go in and, and uh, find the, the keywords that you want to replace and do a lot of this work for you. You're still going to have to write your new lines. 
So another thing that it can do is create other articles out of your own articles. Now, another thing, and this is kind of my disclaimer here, I, I do not believe that what I'm getting ready to talk about is um, what I'm going to warn you against is an ethical thing. There's a lot of software out there that will scrape the web for articles, and uh, you can easily write articles by taking the first sentence from one article and the second sentence from another and the third sentence from another and just kind of combining it all together, and now you have a, a brand new article. And I just don't believe that that's ethical. I don't know how the copyright law you know, uh, applies to that because probably technically to the letter of the law, you now have something that's original. I just don't believe that that's, that, that is ethical. So you are going to come across some of, 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 uh, of that software also. And to, to find current sources of software, uh, just type in article rewriting software or uh, article content rewriting software in your favorite search engine and you'll come up with a, uh, a few. I'm going to give you one that I found that uh, I, I haven't used it personally, but just to give you a kind of a jump to the to something without having to, to do that full search, I found something that I believe that it has the capability to, in addition to scraping the web, which I do not approve of, to import your own articles and then do uh, content work on those articles. So I'm going to go ahead and give you that URL. Just keep in mind, I don't approve of everything on there. If, you know, if, if, if you can do the scraping on the web, I'm, I, I do not approve of that. So we've got www.websitecontentwizard.com. Now there's another way of writing articles that when you write the article, you actually write the article in such a way using some special software that the software will spin out a number of articles for you. We call that article spinning software. Basically what that article spinning software does is when you write your article the very first time, that takes a lot longer to write that first article, but you, you're given some special code. Uh, by software and what you do is uh, for example if you're writing about bluebird bird watching or bird watching you want to have some different adjectives then your first sentence might go something like this um, bluebird bird watching is an exciting thing to do and then in this software what you'll do is you'll put a number of different adjectives uh, for example bluebird redbird canary woodpecker uh, meadowlark in, into a field for that particular adjective and what will happen is when the, the spinning software uh, creates your final articles it can give you, it will randomize which, uh, which adjective it pulls. So it'll, it will, you know, it can randomize that it's going to pull either bluebird or bird or canary or meadowlark or woodpecker or uh, blackbird or crow or whatever the case is and it will randomize that particular thing. So every eighth article, for example, if you had eight adjectives there, then every eighth article would have that word. And then as we went through the rest of that sentence, we said bluebird bird watching can be an exciting pastime. So you can do the same thing for the word exciting. You can have exciting, um, brilliant, happy, uh, fun, um, unboring, don't even know if that's a word but so, so you're gonna come up with different adjectives and then for pastime you could say pastime or Sunday morning activity or Friday afternoon activity or uh, recreation or whatever and so anyway you can imagine if you go through this entire article and set like 25 different words that each have like eight different options 
then you're looking at really an exponential number of randomly created goals. You'd literally be like 8 times 8 times 8 times 8. You could have like a million different versions. And, and then what the spinning, the spinning software will do is it will go in and uh, just randomly uh, take 200 or 100, whatever you set it to, 100, create 100 different versions for you that have these different words in it. So this isn't exactly rewriting for the purpose of submitting this additional content to your own website or submitting it to uh, a quality article directory such as Search Warp, Ezine Articles, or Go Articles. Simply because the articles are, unless you do a phenomenal job of really recreating every single word or every other word, then your articles are going to look very, very similar. If they do look very, very similar, then the article directors are going to refuse them. Although they'll pass duplicate content from the search engines, in, in many cases, again, if, if you only change two words, you're writing this article yourself. So if you only change two words in it, it's probably not going to make it past the duplicate content filter. But if you change several words in every single, in every single sentence, then you should pass all the duplicate content filters. So what is this spinning content uh, most useful for? Uh, it, it really is convenient if you take this spinning software and then submit one of these spun articles to each of, say, 200 article directories. And then what will happen is each one of the article directories will get a unique version of that article. They'll all ex they should all accept the articles, and they will not be filtered out by that duplicate content penalty. Now, if you look online under uh, content spinning software or article spinning software, then you should be able to come up with a few different solutions of software. I'm going to give you a link right now to one that uh, I've been recommending for some time now, and, and uh, I, I believe that it does a good job with the software in terms of spinning the articles, and then also uh, I believe there's a function in their software that allows you to automatically submit each one of those spun versions to the different article directories and I think that's a huge time sa saver. So this software is called JetSpinner and you can find it at www.jetspinner.com that's J-E-T-S-P-I-N-N-E-R dot com. So that's jetspinner.com. There uh, another question that I uh, that a good bit is well how about article uh, submission, you know, you know, can we use some software for article submission? Now, I personally do not use software for article submission. I'll tell you that right off, right up off the front. Um, when I was submitting, when I was uh, writing my own articles, the first 1,500 article that I wrote, uh, again, averaging about 150 articles per month, I would write those personally, and then I personally submitted them. I did try out a few different article submitters, and although in theory these article submitters were actually using the actual log pages, etc., etc., they were they were automating the process, but they were not doing the work for me. So I was actually going in. I guess you'd call those manual auto, you know, manual article submission uh, software or uh, semi-automatic article submission software, but I was using this software, and uh, I did a few tests. They were short tests. They were not statistically significant, but, you know, granted, 
you, you got to kind of understand where I come from. I my experience is that I can submit 50 to 100 articles one afternoon to the article director, and then in a few days I'm going to show literally thousands of versions of that article online on the web. And so I, I tried this with a couple of articles and submitted it to, I believe, about 50 article directories using several different pieces of article submission software. And a week later, I just didn't have that many uh, uh, pages. It was nowhere near what I normally get. Now, I'm a results-oriented results person. And I oftentimes do not ask why something's not working if it's something that I don't have much control over. I frankly don't care why it's not working unless it's something that I can make an adjustment on my end. And I, I just simply decided at that point it was not worth my time to continue uh, trying to find article submitters that would pass my tests, that I would just continue to do it by hand. And keep in mind, after submitting 1,500 articles by hand, you get pretty fast. I know exactly what part of the page the login is on for every single one, and I can type that login very, very quickly. I mean, I can literally submit 20 to 30 articles or one article to 20 or 30 directories in, in an hour easy. So it takes me about three hours to do between 60 and 90, maybe 100 if I'm really pushing it. Uh, to, to the directories and of course when I was first starting time wasn't as much of a premium I didn't mind spending three hours doing that work uh, once I did those uh, software tests and just realized that uh, that I didn't want to continue to pursue that uh, I I've hired someone who submits the articles for me by hand one article at a time and uh, he charges me a flat rate per article submitted However, having said all of that, if if you do not want to submit your own articles and you're not willing to spend the time or submit them and you're not willing to spend the money to have someone else do it, then then possibly it would be worth it to you to to test out using some article submission software. And uh, again, you can go to your favorite search engine, uh, click in article submission software. There's a number of different options. I can't, I'm not really in a position to uh, really suggest anything to you uh, because, because again, I, I don't use them. My tests were not conclusive. I don't want to name names about, you know, which ones I've tried and didn't get conclusive test results. It, it really just, just wouldn't be fair. So there's plenty of software out there to use, and so I encourage you, you know, if that's what you want to do, go out there, download some software, and then test it. And a, one way to test it would be to write two articles, uh, submit one article to 100 article directories using some software, submit the other article to the same 100 article directories personally by hand, and in one week, check and see how many links or article or how many times that article shows up in the search results. If it's relatively close, say within 10 or 20 percent, then probably software is a good option for you. If you find, though, that you get 10 times as many uh, viewings or, or, or um, occurrences of your article, if you've submitted it personally, then you know there's a problem with, with the submitter. And, um, and, and then you really should think about doing it by hand or having someone uh, do that for you. So the next question that naturally comes up is, well, how about article submission? How, how much does that cost? You know, how to have it done, et cetera, et cetera. So again, to find current article 
submission companies just go to search engine and type in article submission company or article submission service and you'll find a number, number of, of current companies now a couple of warnings there are several companies out there that will offer to submit your article to as many as 10,000 or 20,000 or 30,000 article directories and publishers and that's generally the language that they use something along the lines of article directories and publishers now my experience has shown me that there are probably between 500 and 800 uh, article directories online. So when I see a number such as 30,000, my, my um, awareness goes up, my radar goes up. You know, how are they getting that other 29,300 article directories and publishers, and who are they? Well, I actually sub, uh, subscribed to uh, a, a couple of those particular services when I was early in my article writing career, what happened was every single day my, my spam box would get filled. My inbox, and primarily my bulk or spam inbox, got filled every single day with like hundreds of articles from these article submission services. And basically what they'd done is they'd set me up as a publisher and so I was getting like hundreds of these articles. And of course, I did nothing with those articles, as I imagine most people did nothing with those articles. You see, most of the article directories are automated. And so for someone to just go in there and choose those articles out of their spam box every single day is, is really a, a tedious thing. The odds of that occurring are very, very, very slim. So what's happening is if you go to one of these services that claims to submit your article to 30,000 publishers, you know, they're you're probably not going to get 30,000 genuine exposures because like me you just th th those publishers probably delete their bulk box every single day and they never see those articles so unfortunately that can be very deceiving you think for a few hundred dollars you're getting 30,000 submissions you're not um, there are a number of services out there that generally in the range of about one dollar per submission they will submit your articles to a pre kind of a pre-approved list of article directories. Uh, normally they'll do it in batches of 20, 50, or 100 articles, and it's going to be right in the range of a dollar per each. Now, if you can come up, if you find a company that does it for, say, one dollar per each article, then you are, you're probably dealing with somebody that's relatively legitimate, okay? Now, obviously, to find out if they are, then you hire them to do some work for you. Say you take their 50 article option, you, you send them the one article, they submit it to 50 directories, and then in a week you go back and you check and go to all of the directories or some random sample and determine if they actually did what they said they were going to do. So that's the easiest way to, to test that. Now, if the price is much less than a dollar per submission, and when I say much less, I, I don't want to give you an exact number because the number can change or vary. 95 cents is probably okay. Um, but if they're 50 cents, there's there's probably a problem, and, and here's why. It takes a certain amount of time to submit articles. And if they're being done by hand, then whether they're doing them by hand or they're hiring someone to do them by hand, somebody has to get paid for doing them by hand. And my experience has been that it's very difficult to get people to do them by hand for much less than a dollar an article. So if they're charging you 25 cents an article or 50 cents an article, odds are they're not doing them by hand or they're not doing all of them. 
So I would I would really stick with the company that does it somewhere in the range of a dollar a a, a a submission to start with that gives you a starting point and then of course check and see that they're actually uh, doing the article submission for you and they're doing it up to your standards.